Hello everybody, my name is Dina and you're listening to Slavsvitsi, a podcast about Slavic languages. We are continuing our journey through the small Slavic languages world and in the previous two episodes I've told you about Rusin, a very interesting language with its own unique story. If you'd like to know more, check out the episodes number 17 and 18. Before we begin, I want to say that the episodes will be more frequent now in the summer since the school is ending and I'll have more time to work on this. I really appreciate everyone who supported the show on buymeacoffee.com slash and if you haven't done that yet but would like to, check out my website on slavsvitsje.com or you can find the link in the show notes. So, let's begin. Kashubian is a West Slavic language spoken in today's region of Kashubia in northern Poland. I didn't know where Kashubia is until I googled it today, so if you're not sure, you can just take a look at the map which I attached to the transcript of this episode. So, for a really long time, there was a debate if Kashubian is actually a language or just a dialect of Polish. And this question finally got resolved in the 20th century, and since then, Kashubian enjoys a status of a language. But let's back up a little bit. Why is it even thought that this is a dialect? Well, for starters, there has always been this language continuum between Polish and Kashubian. Language continuum means there was no specific border where one ended and the other one began. Second of all, the written Kashubian language developed very late, in the mid-19th century, and until then, Kashubian was used as a spoken language in everyday conversation, but when the usage of more profound language was required, they would stick to Polish. And even when it got written down, Kashubian was still pretty much based on the spoken language, unlike Polish that has a major written literature. Kashubians didn't have any sense of ethnical identification for a very long time. And even now, the closeness with Polish and Poland is really tight. So there was never the need for a separate country or, you know, division between them. The Kashubian language got standardized in 20th century, but since it has always been spoken on the crossroad between German, Kashubian, and Polish, the bilingual or even partially monolingual situation, with them only speaking Polish, started to develop after the end of Second World War. Since the 70s, but more intensively after the collapse of communism in the 90s, Kashubian has gone through a revival. Today, it is a literary written language, but it's still pretty much used in spoken conversation. Because of that, there is a possibility of it becoming endangered. So now that we know what Kashubian is and a bit about its history, let's jump to its features. And this is always my favorite part. As I mentioned before, Kashubian was influenced by both Polish and German. And German influence can be spotted in lexical section mostly. So they say elephant for for an elephant, Oma for grandma, and more. Another thing that German influenced are the numerals. And although they can follow the Polish order, so the tens first and the ones second, 
They can also be read in the German way. So the ones is first and the ten second. So basically, 22 can be 22 or 22. But it's not just the vocabulary that has been influenced by German. It's also the syntax. When looking at the position of the word alle in German aber, in English but, Kashubin follows German construction, das ist aber gut, to je alle dobre, while Poles would just say alle to dobre. On the other hand, Polish influence is much more present in the administration, education, military, technical areas, since a lot of German words have been replaced by Polish ones. Now, let's talk about Kashubian specifically. What makes it so special? Well, for starters, Kashubian has one vowel that Polish doesn't. It's an E with two dots on the top, and it's called Schwa. It is pronounced as something between A and E in the north and something between E and U in the south. And this one is really important because the meaning of the word changes depending on whether it's just E or E with the dots. So this is in linguistics called a phoneme, a sound that influences the meaning of the word. If we have, for example, Bestri, which is fast, but then we have bestri, which is colorful. You see? Another thing that is different in Kashubian is the lack of the consonants ch, sh, j that just went hard. The stress is, however, a whole different story. So in the south, it is fixed, just like in Polish, and it is always on the first word syllable. But in the north, it is flexible and can change its positions. One very interesting thing happens in Kashubian that really got me thinking and I was actually mind blown. I hope you guys remember the dual and how it is a grammatical number used when talking about two things specifically. If not, you should check the episode I did on that a while ago. Anyway, Kashubian uses dual as well, but not to mark two objects or subjects, but to express plural in an informal way. When using the plural forms, you are expressing your respect. So if you say va izeta, the form is dual, but it means you go in plural. But if you say v izete, it means you go but you're denoting your respect to the person you're referring to. Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, that is it on Kashubian. I really had fun preparing this for you guys, and you can always shoot me an email at info at I have a new email address as well, or find me on Instagram under Slavsvitim. Stay tuned, another small Slavic language coming soon.